You're listening to I Feel For You, a podcast zine helping you feel free and be more you. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement and meditation teacher, writer and DJ and human being. And I work with brilliant humans in various ways. And mostly at the moment that looks like one-to-one, thanks to the internet, where we get involved in my six-month creative coaching program where folks use their powerful energy and channel it into greatness and action and progress towards a life that feels good and living in their truth. Who doesn't want that? So serving others in this way and helping people to see themselves clearly is my favorite way to spend time and I feel honored to do this work. And before we get into today's episode, a really quick little heads up that my six month creative coaching program went live last week and I'm now booking slots for autumn, winter. And there are currently two spots available, which is, I was gonna say cray, And I don't really like that word, but you know what I mean? It just blows my mind and I'm just so excited and honoured. So if you are interested in working together to reclaim your story and remember who the hell you are with trust and confidence and action that's sustainable so that you're taking care of yourself on the journey. If you want to show up for yourself and your life, get in touch. All the details are on my site, dion.space. We've been having a little um, zhuzh, zhuzh up of the space. So come and um, pay me a visit, perhaps. Tell me what you think. And of course, as always, feel free to get in touch about anything. You can ask me a question. You can tell me what you think about something. Maybe have a musing or perhaps there's a bit of inspiration that's wet your whistle that you feel like sharing with the community. I love to hear from you. So know all the details as to how to get in touch touch with me are in the show notes you can find them at ifeelforyoupodcast.com this is episode 42 can't believe this is episode 42 this is so exciting yeah and I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been in touch about this podcast I can't tell you what it means to hear your feedback it really really helps with showing up to record it basically because you know if it's not helpful there's no point me making it so I want to help you I want to serve you I want to be useful so you can always get in touch with me and let me know what you think so let's talk about this week which is a bit of an unhinged crossover episode where Shettle Fineman is back on the show I know (laughs) the seagulls are barking do seagulls bark yes they do now So some of you who followed our work over the past decade, I know, 10 years, that's wild. Anyway, you might know that Shuttle and I have a podcast called Wonder As I Wonder, which, or Wonder As I Wonder, I can never even say it right. That's not a good, it's not not a good situation for a podcast, is it, where you can't even (laughs) pronounce the name of it. But anyway, the title of the podcast is inspired, of course, by the infamous Langston Hughes, who's a brilliant writer, and he has a book of the same name, in case you didn't know. Check it out, because it's one of my favourite books, one of our favourite books, I think. Anyway, he's an absolute hero, absolute legend, Harlem Renaissance, yes, babes, here for it. Anyway, so Shuttle is back on the podcast. So if you're new to the show, Shuttle, Fineman, he's a composer, he's a writer, a creative entrepreneur, and if you didn't already know, he made the music to this podcast. I know, he's such a talented being, right? And he's been working on 
quite a few interesting projects this winter, spring. And he's just completed one, which is Music for a Podcast Documentary Series. And we sat down for a chat following an email that he received after finishing the project. Actually, he got the email like a few minutes before we sat down. So I just immediately wanted to talk to him about it. So in this episode, we'll be talking about stuff related to celebrating your wins, being your own boss and human resources department and acknowledger of pizzazz. And I'll be sharing tips as to how you can do this. We also muse on our relationship to social media with our work, personal branding and identity and how it's changed but not changed since the internet, plus some tips that can help you be more you. And also there is an interlude with a recipe for my foodies out there. I've got you. Yeah, (laughs) it's a bit unhinged, but I hope you enjoy it. So it is what it is on paper. So let's crack on with the episode. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. So let's talk about being able to allow yourself to honour the completion of something, especially when you work as a creative and you're juggling lots of different projects, wearing lots of different hats and honoring that moment at the end of something do you think you're good at that definitely not but i was reminded about it this morning because i received a mail from someone that i did um a composition for recently kind of mailing me saying like appreciating my work and that i took the assignment and that felt almost like unusual for me because very often when we do collaborations together or when I do things usually, it's very often like, okay, I finished something, but then I immediately jump to the next thing that's somehow attached to it, you know, like, I need to do this thing then, because now this is done. Either that, or just completely forgetting <laughs> immediately that I finished it, and focusing on the thing that I need to do next time. And this is something I think about often, that I think everyone is really good at thinking about our little corner of the house that's filthy. <laughs> rather than appreciating everywhere that's clean. I'm not saying, like, don't clean you're not the saying, whole house. You're not saying don't wash your legs. <laughs> no. <laughs> or, like, you know, obviously there could be some mold in that corner, you know what I mean? Not sure I'm a fan of this analogy, but, yeah. <laughs> no, I but that, that, that mail this morning was a reminder that, you know, I actually did something, it finished, it had a deadline, I like to process, they like to process, we both like the result, it's done. That felt so unusual. Maybe it's just my profession your profession it's hard with creative projects so it can be harder where there's like less that there's never an end to creativity you know it can never be used up uh you there's always potential there's always more that you could do of course you can set it with other kinds of topics subjects industries but yeah i i think it's also to do with working for yourself as well and i'm wondering if because you've had you've been partnering with other people who have then given you a sort of confirmation of your place and the completion of a project do you think that makes it easier and maybe that's that's revealing a way that you like to work like having those boundaries delivered to you from someone else like this is a, this is the start this is what's required Uh, We'll let you know, you know, it's creative, but we'll come back to you and let you know if this is what we want. And if it's a yes, then you're done, you know. Yeah, and maybe to learn from that attitude and like attaching it to other projects that I'm doing Mm. only by myself where I'm actually not 
doing something as an assignment for someone. I mean, there's always someone else involved, but not in the same way with as a project that has to be done and filed away. Yeah. You know. And a way to do that, I think that I find helpful, but I don't always remember because I get caught up in like one particular character. <laughs> but um, I spoke about this with a client just last week, actually, because they were struggling with something similar and... I was sharing, you know, talking about Ethel, my alter ego, who is a really useful, helpful character who sort of comes in when I perhaps need need a, perhaps more pizzazz or more gusto or more self-belief or whatever. And I was talking about how we can use alter egos or characters that we get to create to take on different roles. So, for example, I think it can be helpful when you're working for yourself and especially if it's work that is a bit ambiguous like creative work but yet you still got other stuff more I was going to say more tangible stuff but you know for example like you still got to do your accounts you still got administration stuff to do just because you're doing creative work doesn't mean you don't have to yeah you still have to take care of business you know so I was sharing with this client you know how they could perhaps explore creating characters that have different job roles so creating a manager like a general manager who defines perhaps your working hours or you know when you're going to take holiday and so on and things like that maybe you create a character that is in charge of accounts that helps you sort of get into that money mode <laughs> you know getting good with your numbers maybe you create a character that is the sort of assertive and proactive pitching person you know if, if you have to pitch to other people for work and you really struggle with that especially if it's like to do with you know marketing or self-promotion which is an area that I get really stuck with that's when I often bring Ethel into it like what would Ethel how would Ethel talk about herself it kind of it helps you to step out of that sometimes excruciating position of needing to blow your own trumpet as well as get into a really I think, uh, necessary humble state in order to create anything. I think you need to be able to like, like when you create something, if your ego is like farting around in the way, like it's no good. And I, I, don't, I just don't believe anything good can come from it because I feel like you just need to sort of be able to just like roll around in the dirt to create. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just my approach, but I certainly struggle with that assertive character that can like write a bio, for example, that is straight to the point and um confident in owning my pizzazz <laughs> I don't know if that's useful like having these different characters that you create for yourself that you know tells you when to clock out of work when you're slipping into that laptop in bed moment whilst watching Love Island at 9 38 p.m at night when you perhaps should be winding down and then end up burning out because you're just working all the damn time and you know giving yourself no break no respite and taking holidays which is something I'm not trying to like shame you but you know that's kind of something you and I are really bad at still definitely I think um, I'm just trying to be better at having uh, downtime and allowing myself downtime I uh, really like what you said about the different roles, actually. <laughs> when you work for yourself, mm. it's, like, useful. You think of yourself as a whole company with different characters within it. Mm. That's a useful way of kind of dividing up, almost delegating within yourself, compartmentalizing. Mm. That's something you have 
to be able to do to some extent, I think, when you're working for yourself. Yeah, unless, you know, you're rolling in money and could afford to just outsource all that stuff and hire a load of people to do that stuff for you. And great if you can. But for most people, I think it is a case of you, you having to constantly switch the hats that you're wearing. You know, I, I really enjoy the challenge of that and like learning where I really need to study or like uh, deepen and learn things you know learn new ways of being and so on it's quite exciting but yeah I think inhabiting characters can really help with that and and obviously if you've got someone that can email you and just like I think that's in itself creating a brilliant boundary but also it's that pat on the back isn't it that you you're doing a good job you know that that confirmation and validation which I think, you know, sometimes validation gets a bit of a bad rep and I don't think validation is bad. It's just you can't rely on external validation all the time. You need to create that within yourself, right? You can't look to other people to constantly tell you that you're okay. You have to build and develop that in yourself. Even if it's hard, I think you still need to work on it because otherwise it becomes a really unhealthy unboundaried and very codependent relationship on like never feeling enough and then constantly looking outside yourself for someone to say you're okay have I gone off topic no I think it's still relevant right (laughs) but yeah like having that email confirmation and again I spoke to another client about this just this past week because um something they were struggling with you know like um almost knowing if things were the right thing to do you know when you have so many decisions you could you could make any decision you like and all of them could be good but knowing <laughs> knowing you're on the right track or or just feeling that you think it's okay like what you're doing is okay enough again um and I was saying like one thing that I do for example not that I I've I've created it but I don't use it but but one technique that was helpful and is helpful, I think, that I recommend is just creating a, an email folder that you call something like mine is called, ah, you know, like you can call it what you want. That was a great new kids on a block song. But uh, yeah, like creating an, an email folder that you label and fill with lovely messages you've had from people about what you do. So that in those times of doubt or maybe in those times where you can't cultivate the strength or the the self-belief, you go in there and you remind yourself who the hell you are. (laughs) That was Ethel. What's for early dinner, actually? Tomate soup, can't you? Yes, it feels a bit like autumn. Okay, up in the kitchen. I'm in my pants and a t-shirt, so I really hope I don't scare the neighbours. Roasted butternut squash. You give it another shake? Yeah. Sizzling. (laughs) Roasted butternut squash. uh, Is it roasted with uh, rosemary? Yeah. Um, Salt and pepper and some chilli. And some fresh tomato soup, which, what's in there? Onions, carrots. Celery. And lots of garlic. Oh, yes. 
um, paprika powder, uh, some veggie stock. Bay leaf? Bay leaf, yeah. yeah. That's it. Delicioso. I'm really, really excited about this. If you've never had uh, roasted butternut squash in your soup, I would highly recommend you deliver yourself that delicioso moment and um, <laughs> go journey and let me know what you think because it's my favorite. All right. in the room now uh, along with the neighbour's cat which I'm very much enjoying outside in the rain okay anything else you wanted to add Feeny because um, you were just chuckling to yourself about something no maybe maybe it's one point too many but I just thought about it's uh, never enough <laughs> as when you work for yourself as a creative uh, in addition to taking time off from work um, you have the challenge of meeting all these platforms with social media, for instance, they kind of want you to be on there all the time. Mm. So I know there's a lot of talk about like uh, taking breaks on social media, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like it's becoming a bit... I had a break. No, I kind of want to take a break from people saying taking a break on social media. <laughs> but um, I, I just thought about that because... I love how um, you deliver your shade, by the way. It's mm. just it's so insidious and like people don't even realise they're being shaded by you. <laughs> like you are one... People think that they look at us together and they just think that I am like really shady and I'm actually the really nice person and you're... <laughs> You're really rude and shady. You get away with it. It's not fair ah, to be a white man, eh? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gene. Um, yeah, to, to also, as part of, like, appreciating when you're done with something and taking a break, I was just thinking about social media because when you're on there, especially as a creative, you're kind of... It's part of your job in many ways. And I think it's part of anyone's job very loosely whatever they do because do you see so do you see social media as a job like part of your job you a, a place you should show up every whatever day week month whatever loosely yeah but maybe i then have to deal with the expression or the concept of a job because being a creative i think that's so connected to your personality in many ways so maybe the word job I mean oh, anyway maybe I don't want to go too deep into that but I just thought about like also trying to remind myself as well about also maybe having breaks from from platforms that want you to be on there all the time because that's exhausting for many people whatever they do even if they're not the creative whatever they are I think it depends what you're seeing yeah, because obviously it can be a charge. It can be a place to get inspiration, and and also it can. People say many people, uh, I think, treat social media as a place to have a break. Mm. So they like they they have a job and then they take a break, mm. and the way to take a break is social media. Mm. I don't know. It's it's just a tool, really. It can be so many different things. Mm. Why did you? Why were you thinking about social media in relation to? Uh, this process of kind of uh, feeling like at the end or enough is it that 
once you've reached the end of a project, you feel like, ah, oh, shit, I need to be on here kind of sharing that or like that sort of part of the completion. And actually, social media is often in some kind of timeline that is infinite and infinite scrolls. So there's actually no ending potentially to that. Yeah, is that and, what you mean? And the job of any of the social media platforms, uh, the job there is to make you stay on that as much as possible so I was just thinking about it for myself because I do use the social media platforms at least some of them mm. to showcase my work or like talk about my work or do things that's related to my work and mm. I, I kind of use that all like that and maybe you know if you're a graphic designer or if you're whatever your creative um, style is I think many people use it as part of their job very loosely mm. so I'm just thinking about it because of that so maybe it's only relevant to people I think like that I mean there's a lot of conversation about this um, concept which is not new but it's kind of spoken about <laughs> recently as if it is new but like a personal brand everybody has a personal brand and, but I think that's always been the case even pre-social media right that Maybe it's just that social media can exacerbate that, that where you are literally curating and creating this online presence. But I feel like it's it was like that before social media, like you, regardless of if it's online or offline, everything you do reflects upon, your, you know, for want of a better word, brand, but whatever, your identity, your subculture or culture if it's more mainstream you know what I mean like I feel there are codes and conventions that exist very much in real life about I don't know like what music you're listening to to um how you present yourself um your background where you grew up what people assume about you like none of that I guess you can't really escape from any of that but I suppose with social media I don't know at least in my humble and aged opinion um as an auntie although subcultures definitely exist the mainstream has become so monoculture like the mainstream that thinks it's indie kind of alternative is so so frighteningly monoculture you'd almost like i feel like the early days of the internet which I fantasize about a lot. I know it will never go back to that and that's okay. Things need to change. However, I feel like it, it was so wonderful to find a place where there was so much diversity. I mean, actually I say that, but you know, most of the world is still not connected, right? We have a problem, you know, the digital divide and so on. However, is it just that things move faster, people ultimately want to be the same I don't know this is a whole nother topic isn't it and I don't know how we got here but <sighs> your personal brand we were talking about that and I went off on one talking about offline brand like the fact that it's always existed this concept of a personal brand it's not a new thing however it's getting there's a lot of conversation about it because people are saying like it's inescapable it's unavoidable you have to invest time in in creating this I don't know image or whatever but I guess my opinion is that stuff is going on whether you're on social media or not and that stuff is going on whether you curate it or not do you know what I mean like I think there definitely are people who are sort of cynically 
thinking about what can I present so it presents me in a particular way as to how I want it look and the things that I want to align it with. But I think even if you're living your life, that kind of happens. Just sometimes it's rooted, I mean, hopefully it's rooted in integrity, but maybe the sort of more cynical, superficial folks can really use this to their advantage in a way. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Penny. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you for all your advice. And, uh... <laughs> it's your advice. It's just, you know, it's just all the mistakes and I've made in life and <laughs> things I've learned. No, I think it's some interesting ideas. Though. Definitely the compartmentalising, uh, delegating within yourself. <laughs> That's a good tool, I think. And just um, allowing yourself to take time off now and again. Mm. So, should we have some lunch? Let's do it.